Welcome to Invitations to Play, Learn, Grow, the podcast. I am your creative solutions creator and professional mess maker. My, oh my, what a difference a week or two makes. I hope if you're listening to this that you are doing well. We are facing a stressful time right now. And it really doesn't matter where in the world you're listening to the to this podcast from. You at some level are experiencing the same stressful situation or an effect of it. And we all cope with the stress in different ways. We as adults deal with it differently, as will the children in our lives deal with it differently. Some of us may experience being cooped up for long periods of time. If, heavens forbid, you've gotten ill, and I hope you haven't. Some may experience not being able to go to school which brings with it all kinds of learning and controlling excess energy struggles. And what I would encourage you to do is to go back through this podcast and listen to other episodes to get inspiration to help you and the kids in your life regulate and maintain those stress levels by using the content that I've shared really at this point over the years and over the seasons of this podcast. But I'm also here to help you in real time as well. If you need extra support, please, by all means, reach out. I have programs and I have services and I have Free content, again, like this podcast, that you can reference to get the support that you may need to get through this period where you're probably experiencing a little extra stress and frustration. And just in general, as a human being, I hope everyone is feeling well or gets to a place where they begin to feel well. This week, I want to try to focus on something a little bit more positive. And I want to start with a quote I heard someone say during a conversation that I was having with a group of people. And it was this. There is no such thing as other people's children. And for teachers and caregivers of other people's children, I think that rings true for us. And I would hope that it rings true for parents, if you are listening to this as a parent, because it really is true. As human beings, it should be our instinct to look out for and protect 
the children in our lives, whether they're related to us or not, whether they're children in our care or not. Because there really is no such thing as other people's children. We all influence each other, and that goes for children as well, whether it's children at church church or place of worship or it's co-workers children or it's children that you pass on the street or in the store the interaction that they have with you as an adult has an effect on them and so we do have to be mindful of how we engage with one another both as adults and how we engage with children as adults. To us, it may be a two-second conversation or silly interaction with a child in the store, but it may have a lasting effect on them for a large portion of their life, or it might become a reference point when they have similar interactions in the future. So I just wanted to share that little quote slash thought with you because it was something that really had an effect on me and has made me think harder about how I engage with other people and their children and the things that I contribute to conversations and experiences both with parents, educators, and children themselves. But one of the things that I wanted to talk about today is sensory overload or multi-sensory overload. Um, We, as adults especially, tend to get stressed out or get overwhelmed or get frustrated, maybe seemingly very easily, And we blame it on the situation. But for my own life, what I have learned is that I may be experiencing to some degree some version of sensory overload in certain situations. Sometimes I become very tired or frustrated by being engaged in very busy situations for too long a period of time. And I just fluffed it off as, oh, I'm going grocery shopping when I'm overly tired already, or I blame it on going to visit groups of people and becoming mentally or emotionally exhausted by the topic of conversation that they happen to be trying to engage in. Or I've come up with all kinds of rationalizations for these really severe effects that social situations have come to have on me, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. And one of the things that I noticed was that when I could remove myself from those situations, 
even just for a few minutes, it gave me the opportunity to reset and recollect myself so that I felt better about going back into certain situations or being around certain size groups of people again. And I want to help you help the kids in your life who might be having similar experiences. And so the tip I would give you for this is reduce specific kinds of stimulation that your children might be experiencing. So this could be too much visually going on. This could mean that there's too many sounds going on. So if perhaps you have the television going on in the background and your children are engaging in an activity that involves music and there's a few adults on the other side of the room having a conversation amongst each other and all of this is going on at the same time, your child may be struggling to focus on the thing that they want to be experiencing, but they're getting stimulation from all these other things that are going on. And I would encourage you to reduce those experiences by giving your child an opportunity to remove themselves. And again, as I have done, recollect their thoughts or giving them the opportunity to focus on an activity at hand. So you, every, every child is going to be different as to how they cope with that. So for some, it may mean removing themselves from the situation and taking themselves to a quieter place. Or for some, it might just mean removing one of those overstimulating sources so that they can concentrate more fully on one of the experiences that they want to engage with. So you can do this by offering calming activities. Perhaps, it, perhaps it's encouraging them to go read a book. Or again, perhaps it's turning down the volume on maybe that TV playing in the background so that they can focus on the music or focus on the book that they're being read or the book that they're trying to read themselves. For some, it could be too many textures and too many sensations going on in their environment. And so perhaps they need to keep their clothing to one type of material or perhaps avoid touching certain surfaces so that they don't have 
an adverse reaction that sends them into a downward spiral. You can, perhaps it's just a matter of not being able to regulate their emotions. So perhaps it's a situation where they're at a birthday party or a play date. And again, there's a lot going on. There's adult conversations going on. They're trying to run around and play with their friends. And there's loud music playing. And perhaps they just get very frustrated or overwhelmed or emotional because someone takes something from them that they feel that they had first and they're struggling to find the words to communicate that they had it first and they want the other person to give that object back. So you might need to offer some emotional regulation activities or experiences. And it's all about being mindful about how we reduce the opportunity for becoming overwhelmed. And this is effective, again, both for kids of all ages and adults because adults become overwhelmed as well. After all, that's one of the reasons why we take a lunch break from our workday. It is an opportunity to feed ourselves, but it's also an opportunity to turn our brains off from our day-to-day work and to focus on either A, just simply being quiet and being alone and enjoy our food, or focusing on shifting our energy into engaging in a conversation with a coworker around more social topics before we go back and re-engage our work and the mental energy that our work may require. So if you see your children or your students or the children in your care, struggling with sensory overload, I would encourage you to, if it's possible in the situation, engage them in a conversation where you can gain information, useful information or helpful information that will allow you to alleviate whatever it is that is feeling, help, excuse me, (laughs) That will allow you to help them alleviate whatever it is that is causing them to feel overwhelmed. So you can ask questions like, why are you upset? Or what has happened that is making you feel this way? Or simply asking, how can I help? You're clearly upset. What do you need? And engage them in a conversation that separates them from their overwhelming experience, which in and of itself can help them shift their focus and recollect themselves as they start to realize that you're there to support them and that 
you're trying to help find a solution to what it is that they are experiencing. So if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know that one of the things that I encourage people to tie into learning experiences is loose parts. And so as a part of this episode, I wanted to share with you some things that are tied to loose parts that you could use to help kids recover from sensory overload. So you can use things such as scarves made of soothing materials. Having something like that can help kids feel a smooth texture, which can be a very calming experience. Once they're able to regain their sense of calm, then they can feel more in control of their thoughts and their feelings, and then eventually regain control of their actions or their behavior. Another loose part that I would encourage you to have on hand but allow the children to create is sensory bottles. So this is an activity that kids can engage in where they're creating something that they find soothing. So you can do this with things that make sound, You can create sensory bottles that create a visual experience. You can even create sensory bottles that have a texture component. And you can use things like noodles. You can mix different ingredients that cause different chemical reactions, such as oil and water oil and water that is colored different colors that can mingle together and create a visual experience. Another favorite loose part is Play-Doh. A lot of times when kids are feeling overwhelmed, and adults too, I happen to enjoy Play-Doh myself, um, they need something that they can manipulate and express themselves with. And Play-Doh is a great thing for doing that. Play-Doh can have a smell to it. It has sometimes a cooling sensation. It often has a, a particular texture, depending on what you put in it, if you choose to put anything in it at all. And then kids can be creative, which burns off and refocuses their mental and emotional energy. So they can create things like people or pictures or words or whatever they want. And they get involved in that either educational experience or creative experience. And it changes their whole engagement with their environment and their whole experience. And it in turn changes their emotions. The last thing that I would encourage you to use as a loose part is ways to make music. 
you can either allow kids again to make their own instruments, being in control of the sound and the texture and the experience itself, and then practice making different rhythms and exploring the sound that each instrument makes and how they can create music with it. You can also offer professionally made music as well as the soothing sensory experience itself. Again, these suggestions are just that. They are suggestions. The way you're going to have success in helping reduce sensory overload for the children in your life is going to be completely personal and individual based on their needs and preferences. And so that leads me to my challenge for this week. I want to know how can you help kids process sensory experiences? What loose parts can you use? What tools can you use? What kinds of activities can you use? So I would encourage you to reach out to me either through the comments section of this podcast or you can reach me through social media and share your ideas with me. I love learning with you and through you as much as I hope you enjoy learning with and through me. So I want to thank you for joining me this week. I hope you'll join me next week when we'll have another fun learning and skill building topic to discuss. Enjoy the rest of your week and I will talk to you soon.